Oh, man. Sorry, that was Kawhi was singing Baby Shark to you. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. To another episode of That's a Rap, a Raptors podcast for fans, by fans, and boy, do we have one today. Uh, I'm Dre. I would usually introduce the CJ and the PJ, but I don't think I'm liable to do that anymore. No, uh, I don't think we can do that anymore, probably. No, uh, proceed uh, with our new format, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, thank you so much for joining us at That's a Rap. Uh, my name is Jason Leung. You can find me on Twitter at jlone 20 You can find this podcast on Twitter at That's a Rap Pod. And my God, has this been a kind of emotionally draining day uh, for fans and, of course, for the team. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start. So, you know what? Wait, who else do we have in this pod? Jay, let's let's hear your introduction. We got, we got, we got Jay Rosales on here. Uh, catch me on Twitter at Rosalesaurus, R-O-S-A-L-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. Yeah, I agree. Action-packed day. But, you know what? We've got a lot to talk about and... For the first time, uh, fellow Raptors HQ contributor, Kelsey O'Brien. Welcome to the show. Hello, Kelsey. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining our pod. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> I don't even think we can we'll even talk about the, the game that's on right now because we're facing the Atlanta Hawks with a very, <laughs> very uh, shorthanded team. I believe like nine players or so, but we were down by 20, 22 at least. And then now we're up and I don't even know. Right At this point, I feel like... The team is emotionally scarred, but they're fighting through it. So let's try to fight through this uh, through this pod. It was kind of rough to watch in the beginning because you can tell that the entire team was a little bit slow based off of all of the drama that's happened today. But they've come back and you know they're going to walk away with a very easy victory here. But let's talk about biggest news that's come out today is the blockbuster trade between the Raptors and the Grizzlies. Uh, in case you don't know what the details are, it is... Uh, Mark Gasol of the Grizzlies coming over to the Raptors and trading away Jonas Valanciunas, CJ Miles, DeLon Wright, 24 second round draft pick. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I don't know where to start with this. Uh, Kelsey, what, what what was going through your mind when this, when this happened? Like, where were you at? Originally, I was a little bit distraught, to be honest. I mean, JV was like the last remaining Raptor. Mm, oh, and I guess he was the longest serving Raptor and then he was just he was gone and the more I thought about it the more sad I got I mean his last game was the Draymond injury game so that to be his last game as a Raptor and now he's gone it, it kind of sucks I mean, don't you think like the last game that DeMar played we saw him get uh, a flagrant two in the playoffs and now the last game that JV played we see him with like a dislocated thumb like it's it's left right and center all these longest tenured Raptors are just gone and, and, and it's yeah. always right after they say, I want to be in Toronto forever. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So I think from now on, players should just never say that. <laughs> hey, Lowry, where do you want to be? Oh, uh, uh, just uh, uh, whatever uh, works. In, in the NBA. In the NBA. <laughs> Not the G League. Um, yeah, it's interesting because it feels like, like in the offseason with Kawhi, we, it feels like, I don't know if it's just because we paid close attention because this is a Raptors trade, but it feels like we stole all of the headlines today with this one as well. I think Philly came second with the plethora of trades that they had, but I think the biggest news today was, hey, Marcus Gasol, three-time All-Star, 
former defensive player of the year is going to the Raptors for three different players and and a draft pick. I think that stole the wind out of all of the other news where it's like, oh, by the way, the Knicks are waving so-and-so. By the way, the Grizzlies also did this. But Marcus All, let's go back to that. Like it stole headlines everywhere from what I saw. So way to go, Raptors and Masai, I guess. Uh, we've at least done two noteworthy trades. And I mean, wasn't it just last night or even this morning where they were like, it was Marc Gasol was finalizing, they were finalizing a trade with Charlotte. And then it was yeah. like, Mike, like he's a Raptor now. Supposed to yeah. play in, in their, their previous game and they sat him out right before he started emptying out his locker and all signs pointed to him going to Charlotte. Um, but yeah, obviously this worked out well for the Raptors. Again, I'm of the same mind as, as Kelsey where I was a little distraught when I first heard it because I thought, okay, that's a lot, a lot to give up. For, for someone who's on the wrong side of 30 mm-hmm. um, and probably passes prime. However, what he brings to the table, it, there's a lot to like there. And I think that there's a lot of what he offers in terms of his ability to stretch the defense and hit the three, his ability to uh, vision as a big man, he still, you know, up until as early as as recently as November, he was showing signs of that defensive player of the year that he used to be. So I like this trade. Um, you know, if we look at the other pieces that are going out again, you know, we we love everything that JV and DeLon and CJ brought to this team. But at the end of the day, uh, CJ was was unplayable, mm. and DeLon was uh, a fringe. You know, we already have a a backup point guard in, in Van Vliet. Delon, we were shipping around. You know, he was in all kinds of trade discussions. Um, if you really want to look at how our rotation was built, we gave up three bench guys for a starter. Mm-hmm. Bolsters our lineup. When it comes to playoff time and the rotations get tighter, our eight-man lineup or a nine-man lineup is going to be solid. Um, and if I could throw out one stat, because you guys know I love throwing my stats out there, Mark Gasol is the NBA leader in elbow touches consecutive years and that is an area that the raptors have struggled in in the el- in in terms of elbow area assists they ranked 28th uh last year and that marcus all will that's his office he'll just park himself at the elbow and, and operate from there find his shooter so hmm. yeah uh again very excited and uh yeah i can't wait to see what what happens from here on out yeah, when when the first uh, the Woj bomb hit it was like memphis is finalizing a trade to send marcus all to toronto and that was it. So automatically I was excited, but also I feel like everybody was panicking. Like, who did we give up? And every, the Twitter was blowing up and like our group traps were going crazy. So everyone was searching for like answers. And then the tweet came out that we were sending JV, DeLon, CJ. And uh, I don't, you know, it's it's funny how fast the NBA change or like the feelings of Damar, I guess I'm trying to bring back that feeling. Like this trade didn't hit me as hard as when we traded Damar. I think Damar's departure had more like anger attached to it, I guess, with Raptors fans. This one was more, I guess, gut-wrenching. DeMar, DeMar was Toronto, right? JV wasn't very mm-hmm. far behind either. Seven years in the, uh, with us, we all kind of saw this kid as he was drafted, an 18-year-old scrawny kid from a country I've never heard of, uh, like to literally our centerpiece, you know? So from our three corner pieces, Kyle is the heart. DeMar was kind of like the veins, the flow of the team, and JV was the backbone. So... When you've, you know, it's hard when you've been a fan of these, like these teams since, 
since we all have, it's hard to not get emotionally attached to these players. So like I second what Kelsey and, and all, all of us, I felt a little distraught at first. Like, you know, I've, we've seen this guy, we, we've seen this guy grow up. He, he has a family here, just like as much as Damar has. And then if you have an emotional attachment to these guys, I, I recommend you don't <laughs> because this is uh, as, as, you know, it's it's a business and it's hard for even fans to, to grasp. But Kelsey, I want to know what your thoughts are. What do you think we'll miss the most from JV and Delon and CJ? From JV, I mean, I think what hurts the most about JV is that and Casal's numbers are not that different. With Casal, you kind of you kind of wonder everything about JV we're gonna miss. I mean, we've watched him from this tiny caterpillar to this large Lithuanian butterfly. And he's just, I mean, I did my my preview for him for HQ, and I was just so excited to see what he was going to bring this year. I mean, he started shooting three. He stopped, you know, every time he got it in his hands before he did anything with it. And I just feel, hope that he gets it in Memphis. I mean, Bruno's getting it in Memphis, so maybe JV can too. That's fair. I got to admit, like, when, when I first uh, heard the news about, because the way it went out first was, uh, I think was Woj just said, you know, Gasol going to Raptors. Mm. And, you know, of course, we all get excited and it's like, okay, I wonder who's involved. A part of me was like, and they're throwing in Bruno as well, right? <laughs> right that's what I was hoping too. No such luck. Yeah. Well, what about like the Delon and CJ? I mean, JV is definitely the centerpiece of this of this trade. But I mean, we are giving up uh, quite a handful. I mean, JV was on the bench, but he could have played starter minutes too. But Delon and CJ, that's that's quite a bit of our, our bench. What do you guys think? got excited uh i guess the high point for me in terms of uh delon right was that euro step like yes. that for me was so good and i remember that that one time i believe it was last year where he euro stepped around manu ginobili and i was like oh my gosh this is third string back point guard here doing this to menu like his craftiness was so fun to watch and that will definitely be missed i mean he's he had some versatility on defense right he wasn't just playing garbage minutes he would um, uh, help break down the defense and create but as well on on defense he was great because he could just switch and that's what this whole team has been made up of especially now that you know Kawhi and Danny are on board Um, the ability to switch was paramount to this team and to the bench's success last year so and this year as well so um, yeah that's what I'm gonna miss about about him I don't know maybe maybe you guys can attest this but I'm probably gonna miss Miles' wife's tweets. <laughs> I'm going to miss the commercial with the sheep. That's about it. I mean, he did well for us a couple of, you know, a couple of seasons ago up until this current one. I don't know what happened. We got him to shoot threes. I think he was the most obvious person that we were going to get rid of today. But um, everybody else, there was like other names being passed. Like, is it going to be OG? Is it going to be Siakam? Is it going to be Delon Wright? Is it going to be JV? Is it going to be Ibaka? Especially if we were talking about the Grizzlies and the prospects of Connolly and or Gasol, which we got Gasol. So, you know, it's a center position. So we obviously had to get rid of one of our centers. Um, obviously, these three players are loyal. I think that's why it hurts. Um, speaking of loyalty, let's not forget uh, Gasol with with the Grizzlies, uh, you know, Mark Gasol, not his older brother. He left a while ago, obviously. Uh, but uh, Mark Gasol with the Grizzlies, I mean, that's that's pretty big. You know, his his time there's up. Let's see how he how he progresses on a team that unfortunately kept getting stymied by uh, a plethora of things like Chandler Parsons. You know, the whole thing about underpaying Zach Randolph and letting him go. A whole series of things that, uh, you know, damaged a really good team because here's a guy who 
I, how many times did they reach the Eastern Conf- or the Western Conference Finals? Or like at least once, right? Conference Finals, uh, 2012, 2013. They lost to the Spurs. They got swept. That's probably why we forgot about it. Oh, that was, <laughs> but that was also the year I believe that Mark was crowned a Defensive Player of the Year, or was at least on the defensive uh, team, all defensive team. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, like I'm gonna go hard back to what Kelsey was saying with with, with JV. I, he's just a great character guy too. So. Like we're all, we're also going to lose our best defensive rebounder. Uh, like his three point shot was nice; it was a good addition, but it was really his inside presence that I think we're going to miss the most. JV may have been like the nice guy off the court, but on the court he was a monster, and like he wasn't very fast, but he was definitely, if not always, the strongest guy. And I I think we're going to miss him a lot. But Mark is a beast, so mm-hmm. let's go to that. Kelsey, what are your thoughts? What do you think we're going to gain with Mark Gasol? Um, I mean, I what you said we would miss JV's rebounding, but I think that Gasol is averaging one, if not two, more rebounds per game. So JV, it looks like he will be able to make that up, and I mean, he will be able to shoot the three. He is a veteran presence. JV was always, I mean, he was in what his his eighth year, but he was still a little bit um, goofy. He didn't really <laughs> have that that veteran presence. So I guess. We're losing that from CJ. Hopefully he can um, he can bring that back with him. I mean, I kind of have a sour taste in my mouth about him because of the way the whole David David Fisdale firing went down. Mm-hmm. But what he's actually like in the locker room. I hope he doesn't butt heads with Serge over, you know, who gets a starting center position. That's another thing I'm worried about. I don't like their egos are going to be able to handle it. I'd like to think that actually they will be fine only because... Gasol and Ibaka were teammates on the Spanish national team. Uh, So I'd like to think that there's at least a little bit of history. That's not a lot. I I get that. But at least there's a few pieces of of, uh, a little bit of history with these these uh, with with Mark Gasol coming in as as well. Mark and and Lowry both started their careers together in Memphis, uh, albeit for one or two seasons together. So, um, yeah, I, I. I'm also a little bit concerned about what you bring up about you know the whole Fizdale firing and all that. Um, if if I'm trying to put my myself in Gasol's shoes, you know you're on the wrong side of thirty. His player option, I imagine he'll be picking it up, but that's it. After that, like you're probably not earning any more big bucks. This might be your last chance at a, you know, at a title, at, at even getting to the NBA Finals. So uh, whether or not he's uh, a coach killer. Um, real chance here to make uh, an impact on a a legit finals contender so i'm uh, i'm hoping that that all that all that i guess negativity is behind him and that he's kind of grown up i i just can't wait to see you know him in a uniform and hopefully he'll be there uh, in two days against or you no know, not two days on saturday against uh, new york do you all think that that he's basically going to replace jv spot as the coming off the bench or do you think that he's actually going to start with Ibaka because we I mean we've seen it this whole season where Ibaka has been flourishing at that five position with JV coming off the bench so I mean are we going to go back to the whole you know two bigs and uh and three perimeters or do you think that you know Gasol or Serge will come off the bench well if Marcus Gasol is going to be a bench player uh we have to admit to ourselves that we traded three bench player which is a little silly getting three for one that's just going to sit on the bench however um I think with Nurse being able to swap whatever starters he wants, especially when it comes to the center position, that might be vital in the playoffs. Okay, which center is going to dominate better against what team? Is it Marc Gasol's turn? Is it Serge Ibaka's turn? 
because obviously the best idea to put both on at once because you'll either lose Siakam or you'll lose Green or, you know, we're not going to get rid of Kawhi and Lowry unless either of them are injured, obviously. So, um, you know, the players that can kind of juggle what positions they're doing, but to have two like really big men, like one center, one power forward, you know, that, that does shake up the rest of the lineup. I guess we'll have to see. Nick Nurse has definitely been um, juggling lineups this entire season, so that's that's nothing new. Uh, I guess we'll see whatever works. This is also a bit in his past, right? I mean, yes, like he was a three-time All-Star, which, again, that's quite a big feat considering, you know, playing the forward position in the Western Conference is a much tougher uh, area, I guess you could say, compared to the East in terms of getting onto the All-Star team. Um, and then Defensive Player of the Year a couple of years ago. Uh, I want to say it's about five years ago. But he did show tendencies of that, you know, in October, November. And so he's he brings a lot to the table. So I personally think that he... I think that he should come off the bench because of the chemistry that Ibaka has... Ibaka and Siakam have created in that starting lineup. On the flip side, though, you know, it's has, I guess, more accolades and has more of that veteran than Ibaka does. You know, I could see Nurse playing around with that, the possibility of him being in the in the starting unit. But me personally, I believe that he should come off the bench because that the bench has a problem of shot creation. You know, Fred used to be the, playing off of each other and trying to uh, create for each other. And now that DeLon is no longer there, I'd like to see um, Gasol come off the bench as, uh, you know, they... they throw it down to them in the elbow, and then say is, I want to see that bench moving around a lot more because um, mm-hmm. when Gasol gets in the elbow, then they can all try to find their spot, and he'll find them, right? Um, and I'd also like to see, and again, we we don't, and we've already talked about how Nurse loves to experiment with lineups. He's going to have to get to a point where the lineup has to be solid for, you know, 10 straight games or something like that because... Yeah. Uh, there, there's no time to be playing around with lineups during the playoffs. So personally, I'd like to see Gasol come off the bench, but who knows what what, what it'll be. Maybe we'll see Siakam play a little bit of, of center, like he did uh, against the Hawks. So I don't know. We'll 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 see how it, how it plans out how it plays out. I mean, obviously for the from now till the break, have him come off the bench just to kind of get a feel for things. But then I mean, we've seen Ibaka lately. He's gassed. Yeah. So I mean, JV's out. Greg Monroe was, I mean, a Great bench celebrations, useless center. Like Gasol is averaging like 35 minutes per game at 34 years old. Long term, Gasol would probably make more sense to start. But I think we have the luxury of having both of them be able to position to the bench with ease. Does this mean that we're not going to see any Boucher? Oh my God, I wish I wish we could play Boucher 40, 48 minutes a game. The Whoa, that's a, that, that, that is a lot of minutes. You're going you're gonna to fire the guy out. <laughs> No, but I think we're going to end up, you know what, and, but if, if you have any additional thoughts, Jay, feel free to chime in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, I was. I mean, I was going to say, like, unless we sign half of the nine hundred five, we have to sign more players until what the 
February 22nd, I think, for the two weeks from now. As it pertains to, to the roster, okay, the, the Raptors as currently constructed on, you know, February 7th at 10.30 p.m., we currently have 10 is ridiculously low. Uh, as per league rules, uh, the every NBA team has to have a minimum of 14 players on their roster, a maximum of 15. Um, yeah, we have 10. So the, the NBA allows a team to be under the minimum for a maximum of 14 days. So in other words, we have 14 days to pick up four guys. Um, that's a lot. Um, and now that the trade deadline has passed, that is you're essentially, it, it'll be some sort of mix of signing guys who were bought out or converting any of our two ways, AKA Boucher or Lloyd. What do you guys think? Uh, what, what do you think we should be going after? Well, there there was no Boucher today, but there was Lloyd. And I would be surprised if Boucher doesn't sign for the rest of the season. I mean, he's been playing really well. I wouldn't be surprised if he does win MVP of the G League. And I think he deserves a spot, um, especially with Moose gone. And uh, Marcus Saul and are basically answer Serge Ibaka are going to play off one another. You're going to need that third string center. Boucher knows how to shoot the three. He can run. He can block. He's kind of like a mix between Serge and Siakam together. And I, I really do hope that we do sign Boucher for the rest of the season. But in regards to like the bio market, there are so many names. There's so many people that were waived today. Well, Milos just got. Um... I guess they're just announced that they're going to waive him. Tia so we got Milos. Yeah. Whoa. Matthews. Robin no, Lopez. Robin Lopez. Sancho Bob. Dean <laughs> Ellington. Ennis Cantor. Mello. Michael Beasley. <laughs> Sheldon Mack. Uh, Zach Randolph. We can reunite um, Gastal mm. and Zebo. Gortat and Markeith Morris. That's a hell of a lineup. Uh, I guess two things to, to point out. Uh, Wes Matthews is already signing with the Indiana Pacers. So Has that been confirmed too? Like as it, it wasn't uh, a big agreement or a Woj bomb? Well, it was it was a Shams, not bomb, but whatever. <laughs> he did say that the Indiana was, was going to be signing him. Okay. Yeah. Matthews would have been a solid pickup for us, I think. A 3 and D guy. Um, known, known Raptor killer. That's for damn sure. But since, you know, yeah, like you said, we're gonna, he's going to be a pacer. I think next up, Wayne Ellington, maybe? I mean, we need three-point shooting. I mean, sometimes there are some nights that Fred just doesn't have it, right? Anytime you want to roll out another two-guard lineup, Wayne Ellington beside Kyle Lowry would probably be lovely. I wouldn't mind Ben McLemore. He's shooting like 40-something percent from three. And he's not that old. And he's got time. I mean, obviously, we're in a but he does have time to develop yeah i think i think we're all going to end up saying ellington uh, i think i saw one tweet uh, apparently the rappers have some interest in ennis Cantor. i certainly don't um but i think we still do need a a third big so yes. yeah i i'm more of the let's bring robin lopez here just so i could see him and the raptor interacting um, <laughs> it'll be a lopez showdown in the in the eastern conference finals brooke versus robin it's true. It was right? Robin for Halloween, so um, maybe I already thought this one into existence. Maybe hey. it's gonna happen. Uh, were you Robin or were you Sancho Bob? Oh, I was Robin. Nice. What's the difference? <laughs> I know there wasn't really much of a difference. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree. I Wayne Ellington has got to be number one in terms of who. But you know, obviously the Raptors aren't gonna be the only one targeting him. Um, another possible interesting one. 
is bringing Nick Stauskas back home. He's been waived, so I don't know. And then I think I'm mildly interested in, in Milos. You know, he had quite a bit of hype coming out of, of Europe, and I guess he never quite flourished in with the Clippers. But, I mean, I, I mean, we're, we're talking about a, a third-string point guard here who's not going to, you know, he's probably going to have about 10, 15 minutes. So I wouldn't mind uh, giving him a shot. Uh, I feel that guys? Eastern European man uh, hole in our hearts too. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big <laughs> hole. <laughs> well, you know the Raptors. We always have had one. We've always been like the UN of the NBA. Really, it's true. <laughs> we really. <laughs> so, what do you think, Dre? Who do you who do you think we should uh, target? I don't think you can be better than Ellington. I think that's a solid pick, and I think you uh, everyone said enough about that. Nothing's happened with Randolph yet, right? He's still good. I don't think there's any traction on anything happening with him. I can take another look. Yeah, absolutely. I think Zach Randolph is like Marcus Saul, which obviously they were on the same team, but two very solid players that had a happenstance of just being on really crap teams. In all honesty, I think uh, under the right guidance, uh, Randolph, even though he's you know getting there in age, there'd be t- team chemistry here. I think he'd be solid. Plus, we need um, we need a lot of multifaceted players currently because we need depth in our in our bench we lost a good chunk of our bench um we need to get that back with some solidarity that's uh i'd go with those two but i think ellington is the best shot anybody but anthony i'm just saying (laughs) well if you remember if you remember our uh, the raptors time when when carter and antonio davis and charles charles oakley we we -hmm. haven't had that like you know bruiser type of aggressive guy like like Oakley and I don't know but I can see Zebo kind of fitting that role you know absolutely that leadership in the the locker room the guy that everyone gets along with and then if you need a tough foul you know hack Draymond still bitter about that then yeah I, I can <laughs> see that I can see him being like our 15th man yeah that's true it's kind of like you're swapping moose with Zebo. I mean it's kind of Great. like you're, you're swapping a moose with a bear. So, yeah, yeah, I could go with that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, out of all those people that we've mentioned, I think to me, besides Ellington, um, it's almost too good to be true by at this point. I think Milos is probably the best bet. I mean, we definitely do need, like, as much as we need a third-string center, I think we definitely need a third-string point guard. And mm-hmm. I don't think McCall or Lloyd cuts it. But Milos, I mean, that's Jose 2.0, you know, he's like, he probably has a pig farm. So I think that would definitely, definitely help. It's it's going to be very interesting in the next couple of days. Uh, does Is it the entire rest of the season, like teams can start buying out these players whenever they want? Or is there like a deadline to this as well? March 1st, I think, is the deadline. Uh, okay. Yeah, March 1st is the oh. deadline to to bring someone on the team and they are eligible for your playoff roster. So basically, this is, let's see if Kamala Anthony gets signed before March 1st. <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty much. It's the mellow countdown. He's, I, there's no way he's not going to the Lakers. Let's be real. Like that, the, it, the writing's on the wall, right? But that's probably by the, time, by the time this episode goes out, it's, he's probably already on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. Should we, should we talk a little bit about the other trades that happened? Like, I know this is a Raptors podcast, but I mean... Yeah, the Raptors are going to be greatly affected by some of the big trades that happen. So maybe it's, we should talk a little bit about the trades that have happened. The big definitely ones. much so, better. It's much better than my idea of talking about the NBA All Star Draft. So yeah, let's go through those those major trades. Wanna, the All Star Draft also had a trade, by yeah, the way. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure Ben Simmons for Russell Westbrook. Okay, that's true. That's true. Okay, so. <laughs> 
What do you think was the biggest trade that affected us the most? Everything that the 76ers had. Drug. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, they had so many that, like, obviously we're going to have some sort of an effect uh, going into the playoffs. Kels, what, what, do you, what did you have? What do you think was the most uh, important non-Raptors trade? Miritich to the Bucks. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Jeez. That's also you know, true. I, was like, I slapped my forehead and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I completely forgot about that one, to be honest. Apparently, so I might have to change my answer. <laughs> apparently, we were in the runnings, though, right? I Like, like Kyle was dangled for Miritich or something like that to, from the Pelicans, and then they they picked the Bucks instead. Was that is that true? But if it's not coming from Fair. Woj and it's not coming from Shams, I don't trust it. Fair. So. Fair enough. Fair also, issue. we know that Mistide is in Lake, so I don't know. I'm going to yeah. keep going back to that, even though Lowry's name was placed. I'm just going to keep thinking that Lowry was never offered and... I don't think he was. I honestly That's don't why think he was. I mean, why would you screw with the one constant? This is the closest you're ever going to be to a finals shot that by trading away his point guard, like, or even remotely thinking about trading him away. Just putting that out into the universe. I just don't see him doing that. I fully agree, basically because like we we, we don't know who the source is. It, I think at one point it was like, it was actually Memphis who threw out that, you know, that uh, of gauging Conley and Gasol's uh, you know trade value by by suggesting Lowry and JV but that never for me matched with how, what we know about Masai um, but going back to the whole whole trades um, yeah I agree that Miritich to the Bucks is probably the scariest one as a Raptors fan because uh, we think about how LeBron, LeBron left to go to the West you know, Raptors fans and the rest of the Eastern Conference were kind of happy, you know, like you have this once in a lifetime uh, superstar forward who is surrounded by shooters and he's finally gone. But now generation superstar forward in Yanni surrounded by more shooters. I am scared of the Bucks now. Hell, hell I do know. I, I completely forgot about it. I think it was a post-traumatic stress disorder that I purposely blocked it out <laughs> of my mind, to be honest. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, they're, they're best in the league. How much better do you need to be? Rich keep Just early. let us have this. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's like, I was already scared of Milwaukee, you know? And then you add someone like Miritich, who's basically a big who can shoot the three very, very well beside Giannis who has a whole bunch of shooters around him like it's it at this point is kind of unfair so if we're gonna we're let's definitely try to avoid anything that has to do with Milwaukee for the in the playoffs until at least the conference follows and then we'll see let's try to get some chemistry going with Marcus Saul I don't think there's anybody on the Bucks that could probably stop Gasol besides maybe Brooke Lopez. I mean, do they have any other bigs that that can that can ground and pound like Gasol? Mm-hmm. They can't. They don't. And uh, and that's kind of the, I guess, if you want to call it a flaw. I mean, that's something you want to uh, keep an eye on, right? I mean, Yanni's going to play center, and teams are going to try to play. They play Brooke out of the game essentially. Like this is what. What teams would do whenever, um, like teams like Golden State would do against Toronto and trying to play JV out of the game, right? Like teams are going to try to play, play Brook out of the game, and that's what Miritich adds. He adds that you know uh, that additional shooter that you're not going to play him out of the game, and um, you know you can afford those nights when 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 kind of Brook is kind of left out of there. 
the the one the one thing I actually want to also bring up is you know we already talked about the Sixers. I personally don't think that they've gotten that much better. You know what? I think that Harris makes the Sixers better more so than when Butler got there. I don't know what you guys' thoughts are, but I feel like Harris, like we've seen mm. Butler play and he's, you know, he has his flaws and stuff, but Harris is, he's like a, he's a great three point shooter. He's really big. He's mobile. He defends. And I just feel like he's better than Jimmy and he make they, he makes Philly that much better. I, I would say, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly makes it to a uh, third in the East. Yeah, the 76ers, I don't think they're going to be better than the Bucks or the Raptors, but they've certainly put everything into this. I mean, how many trades did they have? Like, literally 76? There, uh, in all honesty, <laughs> there must have been at least, like, seven different moves. Alakai Richardson and waving him, which kind of sucks. Uh, Harris, how many others? Like, there was a bunch of others. Uh, anybody got a play-by-play? Fultz. Fultz leaving now, too, and now they got Simmons. Oh, yeah, Fultz is gone. I don't know. I mean, like, Kelsey, what do you think? Do you think that, that the 76ers have gone better or they kind of just stand pat? What do you think? Honestly, I, th- I think it's about the same. I mean, you're getting rid of third string bench and then where are you going to put, like, where are you going to, Tobias Harris is great, but where are you going to put him? They've gotten a bit better in that regard, but we'll see how Jimmy Butler enjoys playing with Tobias Harris and Boban. So. Like, I, I, I see that there are, a little bit, there are a little bit too many, like, mouths to feed i i don't know like i I, I think there's i like i feel like harris we don't see harris just like how we don't see marcus all enough that people are like why did you give so much to get marcus all we don't even know if he can play but we don't we don't watch him we don't we and like Kawhi, we haven't watched him and when he was in san antonio we haven't watched him people in the east coast don't get to watch these players and i just feel like harris is one of those guys that makes a difference on a team and i and again I, with mark i think he also makes a difference we i think there's a lot to be said with these trades that elton brand i don't think he's out gming anybody but i mean as a first time gm to be in that position i think he did a pretty damn good job i think he did a good job too by getting ahead of the trade deadline and doing it all the trade deadline eve yeah true my thoughts on this is that uh, i have added a fourth ball hungry player to the squad i mean we already had butler and Embiid um, bickering about uh, the amount of touches that they were getting and now you're going to add in tobias harris who also thrives on having the ball in his hand so i don't know how they're going to share that share the rock uh that's my concern on the offensive end uh defensively they absolutely got better i, I will i will agree to that uh, you know they'll about there that should be scary but just remember that the three of those four were was the same squad that the Raptors just destroyed. Tobias didn't look that much better when we destroyed him also earlier this week. So I, all I'm saying is that I don't think that it moves the needle that much. Um, and on top of that, they, you know, their their wasn't that great to begin with. Got even worse after all these trades. So if this ends up being the two three matchup, let's say the Raptors and the Sixers, I still would pick the Raptors in six. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, I'm not. Uh, yeah, you can quote me on that. Obviously, it's on the pod. It's out there now. It's out there in the universe. But uh, yeah, I'm not too blown away by this. And if anything, it excites me because now we can officially say the process is over. And then when the summer comes around, and Butler and Tobias Harris are both free agents, be starting next year with just Simmons and Embiid left over. So that that kind of excites me. The, the that this whole process is over. Are we bad people to feel good about 
probably the blowing up of other teams. Is that bad to say? <laughs> Absolutely not. not. And I love how you brought that up because I'm about to segue into Ooh. some randomness here. Okay. Uh, this is going to be old news by the time this pod comes out, but Rondo over the Celtics. And you do not see how big the smile is on my face right now. Watching these Celtic fans. <laughs> and it was hand. Rondo. It was great. And yeah, exactly. The fact that it was Rondo too with the buzzer beater. Oh. Before we end this pod, Kelsey, do you have any more thoughts on Marcus Ald? It, it still hurts right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I'll be completely wrong and it will be a major upgrade. But we, we don't know yet. I don't want to judge too much. I mean, my initial reactions were entirely emotional. I'd like, maybe I'll just reserve any other thoughts until we've actually seen him in a Raptors jersey doing things. I I don't want to drive him out of town or anything before he even gets here. (laughs) I hope not. Yeah, that's true. But I'm hoping we see Gasol play his first game as a Raptor this Saturday versus New New York Knicks. And then we got we got the Brooklyn Nets on Monday, which I'm actually going to. I'm going to that game, so I might get to actually see Gasol. I'm very nice. excited. And then Washington at home on Wednesday before the All Star break. So Washington just emptied the whole clip, uh, eh? Oh God, done. yeah, it was like a, it was a tire sale basically for Washington. Yeah, and essentially what you were talking about earlier about like, are, are we bad people for watching these <laughs> Eastern Conference foes just crumble and die? Because that's well, the Wizards. Know, yeah, thank you. The Wizards are are, are but a group of whatever i i can't say it. we're signed to raptors hq right now i, I can't say what i really think <laughs> the wizard the wizards are talented people but for all the years of torment just sweep with paul pierce yeah good riddance i don't think we're bad people but what do you guys think about predictions uh <laughs> versus Knicks, brooklyn and washington um i think the only tough one's gonna be brooklyn yeah and i mean karis levert's back so that'll be exciting to see if you if you go to the game oh is he actually coming back on that game yeah i think so i think he was was he back the I I knew that he was uh, clear to for like full contact practice. I didn't know he was going to be game ready though. Yeah, he's he's game ready. You're going to see him. Mm. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, that's uh, something you might worry about. Yeah, and also Brooklyn. Brooklyn has already you know beaten us once this season, so yeah, that is a bit of a concern. Um, I don't have. I don't know. Uh, I'm on the fence with the Brooklyn game. I, I could see us losing. I could also see us winning. Uh, I am already going to call the Knicks one an easy win. Um, I hope. In terms of the Nets, uh, I don't know. I'm really not sure. I'm going to say it's a win. The Wizards, that would be an easy win. I think what's what I'm really excited about is after this next game on Saturday, if you include, because you're, you know, the All-Star break's happening or whatever, the Raptors aren't on the road again until March 3rd. Higher month in the comfort of your own home, except for when you got to go to the All-Star for whoever goes to the All-Star. <laughs> except for, yeah, except for Kyle and and Kawhi. The but, home yeah. game, quote-unquote, is in Detroit, which is essentially a home game. Hey, So the Raptors are really until March 7th against the Pelicans. So, like, it's 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 a really good stretch for the Raptors to, A, get get the new, the new guys, plural, integrated, whoever the rest of those new guys will be, and, and B, to get some continuity down in the comfort of uh, Scotiabank Arena. All right. Well, until then, hopefully we do. I get to do see uh, Marcus Saul on Monday and hopefully Christopher. But until then, uh, Dre, brother, where can I find you? Twitter at Andreas Babs and with my film editorial website, filmsfatal.com, where I am currently ranking literally every single Academy Award nominee. Some of them have been great. Some of them have been. Uh, that's another story. Uh, Jay, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. You can find my work on Raptors HQ. 
Uh, every Monday, I've got my uh, wrap-up article where I preview the games of the week. And that's me. Cool. And you can find me, JLung20, on Twitter. You can find this podcast at That's A Rap Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find this podcast on all your podcatchers, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere. And please find us on Raptors HU, which is our new home base. Kelsey. Thank you so much for joining us for our pod, being our first guest on this pod. Um, please tell me where all our listeners can find you online. Um, on Twitter, you can find me, Kelsey underscore lately. And um, Raptors HQ, you can find my work there. Usually just culture watch stuff, but sometimes some previews and some player reviews and stuff too. Awesome. Thank you so much. And until next time, guys and girls, that's a wrap. Don't worry, Bradley Beal. I'd be picked last too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one.